What if your podcast promo was a content honey trap that attracted podcast listeners like bees that are ready to buy your next program? Um, yes, please. So today I chat with host of Grow My Podcast Show and founder of Cap Show, Deidre Shen. She shares her formula that'll help you grow your podcast in swarms. See what I did there? So let's listen in. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, (laughs) who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey, guys, I have with me, um, you know, everyone knows that I love software and tools and automation tools and stuff like that. Like I totally geek out on it. So as soon as I see one, I'm like, I need to have the founder on my show. So I hunted you down, Deidre, (laughs) and said, Ooh, will you be a guest on my show? And so for those that are curious here, of course, uh, Deidre Shen is the co-founder and CEO of Cap Show. It's an AI powered podcast copywriter. I mean, you've been an entrepreneur, for years, have had businesses. And of course you have your own show, um, your own podcast, which we were just talking about a couple of minutes before, and you are so creative in it. And it is so different from any other podcast that I've heard. So for those out there, go to grow my own podcast show and find that and listen to it. So job well done, Deidre. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. <laughs> so today um, we're going to talk about your approach. You know that I love um, sharing podcasts and repurposing content, um, mm-hmm. but I love how your approach is more about creating that content so that you have buyers waiting to like buy from you, that you're really attracting their attention creating more trust, more relationships. Um, You call it the content honey trap, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, So share with me kind of like how that even came into fruition, like what you felt that missing link was. Yeah, gosh, I feel like I've, I've been missing the, all of these links for many, many years. Um, I, you know, I first foray into entrepreneurship was almost a decade, decade ago. Uh, just really quickly, that was my husband and I, you might be able to tell from my accent, are actually from Australia yes. originally. <laughs> yes. uh, grew up in Sydney. We live in New York now. But um, at that time, so we had started a business hospita- in hospitality. It was a dessert oh, bar. Yeah. Called the chocolate. And uh, when we started that, you know, we were young, naive, and we fully, fully believed in the strategy of build it and they will come. Uh, that was what we were banking on. Who doesn't, and, for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, as we know by now, that is not a strategy that works. So uh, we built it and they did not come. And so that was, you know, I, I firm believe, and I think any entrepreneur would, um, are firm believers of the fact that we have to make mistakes to learn from them and get better. Mm, so I, yeah. every single mistake that you could make in marketing, in entrepreneurship, in sales, like I made them all. And in different businesses and different, from different perspectives. Um, and to answer your question, how kind of I, it all started coming together was with our, in 20, 
gosh, fast forward. So we opened our first business 2013. I'll just give you a quick run through. Of, yeah, you know, totally. Uh, so opened the chalk pot as a dessert bar. Uh, we grew that to after like uh, struggling, but being on Struggle Street, we actually ended up growing that brand to five locations in Sydney. Wow. Um, we built a, we created a burger restaurant as well. And we have two locations um, of those. Uh, and then in 20, end of 2018, we found out that one of our store managers uh, had been stealing from us like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I know. And that was kind of almost the, 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 the jolt that we needed out of, you know, this, this path that we were on, we were just kind of doing it because we were, we were on it. Yeah. Um, but it was a really great circuit breaker for me. Um, I was at the same time exploring this other business with another co-founder, my co-founder now, Bonner, um, and it was actually in fashion technology. And I was like, oh, like, you know, this, this thing had just happened, this betrayal. I was like rethinking everything and my life. And I was just like, you know what? Let's just move. Let's just go. <laughs> Let's just go. Oh, to <laughs> And because we were working on this fashion technology business, I was like, what better place in New York City for the intersection of fashion and technology? Uh, and so my husband and I just made this decision. We were like, yeah, we're just going to do it. Um, we the, the stores in Sydney are still running. Nice. Uh, we Yeah, we spent, you know, a good six months kind of systemizing it, installing a great team. Um, and we obviously didn't know that COVID was going to hit. So we haven't been back since then. But uh, I know. It's, There's it's the true test of it running on autopilot, right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So anyway, so um, we moved over, I convinced Bonner to to move over as well. Um, and we hit the ground running, testing at this fashion technology business. Long story short, we actually decided to fail it. Um, uh, but it actually gave us a transition into um, agency. So we did agency work mm-hmm. for a bit in the e-commerce space, and then we transitioned into coaching. And it was actually for that coaching brand, um, it was called The Growth Boss, that we started our first podcast. Uh, and uh, it was, we, again, had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we started, we were just like, we didn't, I didn't even think Learn we had as a you go. Begin with. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where we're like, yep, yeah, we'll just, muddle our way through it um and it was great and again we made all of the mistakes but then you know as you do it you kind of get more and more like okay well I want this to work I want an ROI from this I want you know and so I started then really trying to figure out how to grow a podcast um because at the end of the day that was how we were getting clients honestly you know every time we would onboard a new client we'd be like how did you hear about us and they'd be like oh I love listening to your podcast perfect like really because we just laugh well like Bonner and I yeah yeah you totally have fun though while you're doing it that's the best (laughs) it's like addictive (laughs) yeah so I was like you listen to us like laughing for like a minute on that anyway so um so we we knew that this there was just such a great way to not only get leads but to actually shorten that sales cycle yeah. to actually convert, convert them uh, and so I knew that if I could grow that 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 would be it would become really really powerful and by the way like this all the stuff during you know as we were going through this everything was just happening intuitively you know like and especially as as women I think we do that a lot where we're just like oh it feels good to do this now it feels good to do that yeah. and it didn't really it only really recently I would say started coming together um oh, for me like yeah frameworks and and why things were working right so for example um we I read this book by Daniel Priestley called Oversubscribed and he talked about the seven hour rule and we were, we were just talking about this before because yeah. I was like 
oh, why is a podcast so powerful in terms of shortening that, that sales cycle and, you know, getting people just bought in? Like I basically would hop on sales calls and I didn't even need to sell. I put that in, in, in totally. commas, right? People were just like, yep, I just, just tell me how much it is, how it works. And yeah. I mean, because they already know and like you. Right. Yeah. And it came down and it, that I was like, why is this so powerful? I need to work this out. And when I read about this seven hour rule, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that rule is that, you know, people need to spend at least seven hours with you. And when we say with you, it could be just consuming your content yeah. to come to know, like, and trust you. Um, and I was like, that makes so much sense. And cause I buy like that as well. Um, if Me I'm too. Right. So, so then I became obsessed with figuring this thing out of like, okay, how do I now intentionally, because before it was just all intuitive. It was just like, let's just do things off the cuff. How can I intentionally almost deliberately get people onto my podcast as my version of long form content? So other people might be YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. uh, blog, whatever it is, but for me as podcast, um, how can I get people onto my podcast and spend that seven hours with me Mm -hmm. so that you know they're sold like that and that's honestly how content honey traps came about um I've worked with Russell Brunson for quite a while he's been a mentor of mine for over a year now and you know he talks all the time about curiosity creating curiosity his framework is all about hook story offer um things like that and I was like, that's great. You know, obviously we know that that works for sales. Like he talks about sales funnels, obviously, and and sales pages and things like that. But I was like, it's the exact same thing Mm -hmm. wherever you are. So for us to get people onto our podcast, not just to get them on there, to have them staying, um, you know, and then if we go, where do people actually find us? You know, things like social media and stuff, like how do we get them hooked if I'm even there? And then on top, you know, it was just like at every step of that marketing funnel, I was just constantly thinking, okay, curiosity, curiosity, curiosity. And that's how we came up with the content honey traps and the eight mental models actually that go along with that makeup that those content honey traps. Um, I know it's so good. Um, and I like your approach, how um, you kind of weave some storytelling in, but then you're like, and we'll kind of go through the steps, but you tap into like, even like what's trendy and seeing like what is getting action on social. Yes. Um, so why don't we quickly go through like those first few steps? Yeah. Um, and so the first one, you said you reconceptualize the content on each platform. So yes. I just kind of quickly want to preface and to say, you know, cause everyone always asks me this as well. Should I be on every platform? What platform should I be on? Or should I just be on one and focus on that? So what would Mm. your advice be? I think it really depends on uh, like your situation, essentially. If you're a solopreneur, it's just you, you've got to focus. Like (laughs) it's a no-brainer. You cannot stretch yourself um, too thin. So for me, I I have a team. um, And so I can be on multiple platforms at the same time because I have a team totally. who can help me do that, right? So definitely depends on your situation. Um, if it's just you or even just two of you, focus, 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 focus. I was actually like, it, this is really funny. It was only like a couple of weeks ago that I was on a coaching call um, with my coach and we were like, oh, look at how clever we are. We're going to launch this new funnel. And he was like, are you kidding me? what have we talked about this whole time? You've got to focus like one funnel. That's all you're allowed to do. <laughs> that's why we have coaches to rein us in. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, 
teach the parade or by parade every single time. Uh, no, but he's completely right. Like we've got to focus. Um, and so that's the same thing with looking at, you know, social media platforms. Like we've got to focus because we just cannot, we can't stretch ourselves. It's no. not worth your time. I agree. And for me, it's like, I do find it hard because you feel like you want to be everywhere to attract everyone, but it's like, and it's good to test, right? Like, and see what's working and what's not working. Like for me, I love LinkedIn and Mm -hmm. I find I, you know, may not get as many comments or whatever, but I'm getting a lot of DMS and I'm growing a lot of relationships from it. And so I find that interesting. Um, so I like that, you know, it's okay to not be everywhere. And that's, I bet you all the listeners are going, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, totally. And think about this way, right? Like, um, I know that it gets, it's so seductive to want to be, because that's what we're told, you know, you've got to create visibility. You've got to be, you know, on everywhere. And like, you know, Gary V doesn't help with that. He's just always about conversation domination, right? We're like, oh, how do we domination? Yeah. Yeah. But like. Honestly, if you try to be, how, how can you truly test and see if that platform's even working for you if you're like not even focusing on it? That's that, that's the thing so that gets true. me. Like, yeah. Like you can't even know what's working because you're not even like no. doing the things that you're meant to be doing on it. So yeah, focus on one. That's perfect. And really, really dial that in. All righty. And then what do you mean by content hack on that platform? Yes. Okay. So this is kind of the way that I, this is my version of of repurposing in a way, um, which is that uh, I don't, I've tried this and, you know, it hasn't worked for me. I know it's worked for others where I will, um, you know, repurpose, I'll just clip my, my podcast episodes and it didn't really work for me. So I was like, okay, how can I make this a little bit more purpose fit for the platform that I'm on? And so that's where content hacking came in. Uh, And really the background for that or how you content hack is you find you know who your followers or who your ideal audience is. And so you just want to find where they're hanging out. Like, who are they following? You know, are they, you know, part of other competitors' communities? Like, where are they? You would know because you know them intimately. And when you find where they are, you work out what is the content that's really working for that account, for that person, whatever it is. Um, And you hack it. Uh, because yeah. the great thing is that you know you, you know that your ideal audience it's it's resonating with the ideal audience because it's working clearly yeah. for them. So when I say hack it, what I mean is that you use it as inspiration to then bring your own content to life. So how I do that with my podcast is I still leverage the theme or the content of my the, the topic of my podcast, yeah. but I talk about it in a different way and I talk about it with using the inspiration that I found. Uh, so that inspiration might be this is great trending reel or TikTok, let's say, let's say reel. Um, I'm more of an Instagram person. So this is trending reel that's, you know, taking off. I'll look at that and I'll be like, okay, how can I now retrofit my, my perspective or my content into that particular what's happening in that reel? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that's what I'll do. Um, and it's a lot of fun, actually. Like once you get the hang of content hacking, social media actually becomes way more fun than just, oh, I have to come up with things to post. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know. Yeah. But and we're um, not all built creatively. Like we don't all just like, oh, this would be fun to try this. It's like, and plus when we're so busy. So at least if you're going to see, okay, what is resonating? And you just take like five, 10 minutes to think, okay, how can I retrofit? 
totally. Yeah, yeah. It just makes it so much easier. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, that's kind of almost the basis for cap show as well. Um, yeah. You know, just touching, touching on that a little bit was you know, the hardest thing I think for any of us, um, we're kind of, I, I, I think of myself as a non-creative creator. <laughs> that makes sense. So we're, we're creators because we're podcasting, we're, we're sharing our content, we're, you yeah. know, we're doing all these things. But I'm actually, I don't think of myself as that creative really um, because I do get stuck. I'm like, if, if you left it to me, I'd be like, I have no idea what to post. I have no idea what to say. I don't, I'm just not creative in that way. And so it always, to your point, it makes it so much easier when you're not starting from a blank piece of paper, right? When you have that, you have a starting point and it's like, oh, okay, it's just like a 10% here or 20% there that I need to tweak to make it work for me and my content. And that's honestly how Capture came about because we were like, there has to be a better way to create copy for our podcast. And it, you know, that better way generally nine times out of 10 is like, let's just not start from a blank piece of paper. So how can we use AI? Like how can we use this technology that is just amazing to actually do that, to surface something so that as non-creative creators, we're not starting from a blank piece of paper. I know. Cause that is the worst thing ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. I even get my team to like write stuff. And even if I hate it, it at least gets my juices flowing to like rearrange, change, whatever, at least it's a starting point. So that's perfect. And, um, and I like how you bring curiosity into the post as well. And by doing that hack, you kind of invoked curiosity. Can you give a couple of examples? Cause some people just, they aren't wired to know how to implement that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So let me um, talk about a couple of maybe mental models uh, uh, like that underpins content hunting trap. So it, just to, to recap, content hunting traps at its, at its core is all about curiosity, creating curiosity. Yeah. Um, so a couple of ways. So we have actually eight mental models, four that are based on sort of stories, that stories that you might share or you might tell, right. and four that are based on sort of value, learnings, tips, secrets, you know, the, the actual like tangible things that that you might be sharing in, say, your podcast. So I'll share one of each. So a well-known and loved content hunting trap um, from a story perspective is the cliffhanger. I mean, that yeah. is just like, right? Like uh, that's why soap operas have gone for decades and decades and decades. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps leaving you on a cliffhanger and you have to watch, you have to shop and watch it the next day. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a really, really powerful one for um, any story-based type of podcast. Or if you tell a story of even like this in an interview, obviously your guest would share stories, you know, mm. a lot of times there would just be a great section that if you just cut off, you'll be like, oh my gosh, I need to know what happens next. (laughs) So that's um, on the story side. Now on the the values or the learnings or the tip side, one that I love um, to lean on is the rebel. Um, And what that is, it's kind of going, let's say we're talking about social media. Uh, I'm sharing about social media on um, my my podcast episode. Uh, How I would use the rebel is sharing about what it, I don't talk about. So for example, um, I'm talking about social media on this podcast episode uh, or the the secrets to making social media work for you. It's not about posting and ghosting. It's not about cold outreach. It's not about something else. So by the time you read, you're like, oh, but those are the things that what people- What is it about? I'm to do. Exactly. So what is it about? 
<laughs> come and listen to the episode. Um, so those are just a couple of yeah mental models that we bring to life all the time and that we've actually built into the intelligence of our software as well. I love that. And we will get to cap show in a second. Um, yeah, it, cause it, I love that you have the different models and the different ways. Cause it like triggers something, right. Cause sometimes you wouldn't, or you end up doing the same thing for each podcast and it just gets kind of like boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. So your point obviously is to like, to create that curiosity, to compel them to listen yes. and then stay longer and, and so forth. Yes. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so, so you just decided to build a software. <laughs> like, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> I would love to have things too, but I'm kind of like, I don't have the wherewithal to build the software for it. Yeah. So, uh, it's a bit of a funny, funny journey actually. So, uh, you, you know, by now we had a coaching business. So at the time we were coaching actually e-commerce business owners and, um, e-com business owners, I love them, but they have this knack of just wanting to hide behind their product. Uh, and so all the time I'd be like, you, you know, especially when you're just starting out, you, you're the only differentiator, right? Yeah. Like we can all sell widgets, we can all sell clothes, we can all sell, you know, but you are the differentiator in your business. And so you have to tell your stories. You have to be the face of your business. And, you know, so they'd be like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it, Deidre, but I don't know how, how do I do right. this? So that's actually what prompted the first iteration of Capture. So we launched that first iteration end of last year. And what it was, was it was a very rudimentary, very rules-based. We would prompt people through to tell their stories. And then we would take those or the software would take that and, convert them into a bank of captions and emails. Mm. So it was like the first iteration. And so we were like, this is awesome. We can help all entrepreneurs. And again, we hop on with our coach, with our coach and he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you cannot help all entrepreneurs because you know how well that goes. That yeah, goes I know. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he was like, you've got a niche, you've got a niche, you've got a niche. And it was a really painful process for us, if I'm going to be honest. But we did. And, you know, what we always end up doing is we always end up niching to who we are. Um, and at the time I'm, I was, well, I am an expert who podcasts and by expert, I mean, coaches, consultant, service provider. Um, and so that just made total sense for us to speak directly to them. Mm-hmm. And so that was who we decided to niche down to. And this is the power of niching because then you start asking yourself totally different questions. And for us, it was like, what do we struggle with? We knew that we wanted to help, you know, these non-creative creators amplify their voice, amplify their message, help them with promotion because that's so, so much of the time we just forget to do that. I know because, it, it feels right? like it's a nice to have versus a need to have, and then you get right. stuck and then you don't get consistent. And then exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then pod fade. Yeah, ex- exactly. So we were like, okay, what is the best way that we can do this? Well, we're like, we we're, copy we're already in the game of copy um through the Mm -hmm. first iteration capture um and we know how to compel people to do some of these things so why don't we just build that intelligence into and so that's how the second iteration of capture came about um which is specifically helping podcasters create their promotional copy pieces assets yep and create that curiosity and kind of like you know, like I've done it once. And now that you've explained it, I kind of understand it better because the way it spit it out, I was kind of like, oh, but now that you say like invoking that curiosity, I'm like, 
Oh, that makes total sense. (laughs) And so, because it doesn't come naturally to you, right. In order, you're just like more linear and facts, like listen to this podcast because it's going to share X, Y, Z, um, where the way your software spits it out, so to speak, is like turning that on its head and creating it in a way that is more enticing and creates that curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Which is perfect. So can you, for those that don't understand or, or know what it is, can you kind of share what it does for podcasters? Yeah, for sure. So um, basically what you do is you upload your audio um, file of your episode and literally in under 10 minutes. So it takes about, let me say, seven to eight minutes for the data yeah. to crunch in the background for Which is to do like hardly any time, really. Yeah. That's like super fast. Yeah. And on the other side of it, it will have a first draft of episode title, description, show notes, social media captions, and promotional email and transcript as well, if you want to use that. Yeah. And you can edit it, um, save it, and then you download all the assets and yeah, off you go. That's perfect. I mean, honestly, even for the transcripts alone to be able to rejig and reuse and use for your show notes or whatever. And even like, come to think of it, creating a title for your podcast episode, even that can just get stale or like doesn't invoke any excitement whatsoever. Someone's just like, oh yeah, that's nice. Where it's, it doesn't like pique that curiosity where, oh, I need to know the thing to avoid, you know, or whatever yeah. it may be. Yes, exactly. I actually used it uh, myself. I we're, we're launching a summit um, July 1st, it's going live. And um, I actually used my software to create all of the titles. for. That's brilliant. <laughs> and I was like, it just does a way better job than I could do. Honestly. That's wicked. <laughs> so yeah, super cool. That's so cool. Um, so sorry, you said it was obviously you have to email your podcast to your list. Um, a lot of people do find, I find they miss that step. It's like, don't forget to nurture your e-list. Like they, you still, even though they're on your list, you still want them to consume your content because you want to, um, create more, no like, and trust grow that relationship so that they will convert. Um, so yeah, so it's great that you, you know, turn out an email as well to make it easy. For sure. Basically, we just created all the things that we uh, don't enjoy creating. So that's hilarious. Like, this too. yeah. <laughs> and what has been your um, now that it's finally launched? Um, and I know it was like crunch time to get the beta out and what have you. Um, yes. What have you found so far? What has surprised you the most? Um, I gosh, yeah, that's a good question. What has surprised me? I think just the generosity of everyone like in beta honestly you know it's not it's not an easy thing we literally spent the first week just trying to figure out sign up like it was just the thing that was meant to just work didn't um but everyone's you know patience and generosity during that time was just amazing um and even and now obviously people can get in and they're testing it and we're getting such great feedback on it's good actual output so yeah super pleased with that yeah so um any plans of i know you just launched so it's like kind of like when someone just has a baby or what do you have in the next one? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any plans of like, you know, what do you hope to grow it into or anything new on the horizon? Oh, so much. Like we're already working on the next, like making the outputs even better. We're working on updating the UI. Um, We want to put more rigor around SEO um, in, Mm. in it. 
um, we're actually working on not just because right now we we'll just just get it out so we give a full transcript but we want to do transcript by obviously by speaker um, by time but also chapter summaries which I think is going to be way better for show notes um, rather than yeah. dumping a full transcript we're actually going to create chapter summaries um, instead so yeah we have so many things on the roadmap know, right? that we do. and it's hopefully your coach good. doesn't tell you to not not to yeah. do it. <laughs> Who is that coach? (laughs) I love that you think big and you're always like moving and growing and what's next. It's like you like go with the speed of light. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a high D. So, um, I just can't sit still. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And super fast. My poor team are like, literally they have to pick up the pieces behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for team members. eh? Yes, for sure. And I and I love that you work with like your best friend and your husband's in the business with you, correct? Yeah, yeah. So he runs our um like our paid media and he actually is our funnel builder. So um yeah, he loves it, loves geeking out and that stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I work with my husband as well in the business. And so I don't actually meet a lot of other entrepreneurs that have like a husband wife team. There's like some out there, but it's yeah. everyone's always like, really? <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just definitely knowing who, like, as I said, I'm a high D high and my husband, my poor husband, he's, a, he's a high S. Um, so <laughs> because we know that about each other, I'm like, I'm like, where is like, you know, I'm like, go, go, go. And he's because he knows I'm high D. He's like, no it's okay it'll get done it needs yeah. to get done and you know <laughs> balance each other out yeah exactly that's <laughs> awesome and so how can people I'll obviously have links in the show notes and what have you because I do want to share your podcast and um, how they can get Show to, to check it out yes um, yeah so if you want to get in touch with me I mean I am on the social media platforms I'm mainly on Instagram um, so come and follow me Deidre Shen uh yeah DM me let me know uh that you listen to this podcast I'd love yeah. to say hi and, and share with Lindsay as well that you did um and yeah otherwise yeah definitely check out the links um come listen to grow my podcast show so Lindsay was just so lovely before we hopped on she was like oh my gosh how you do the episodes are so cool with the music <laughs> it makes it so, fun to listen to yeah thank you so yeah if you'd like to check that out um then please do and yeah, um, and then definitely check out Capture. We we still have our we're still in beta, mm-hmm. so our beta program, which is free. So we'd love um, you to yeah, to it's great to try that out. Yeah, and I've done uh, I've done one episode on it, uh, one of my own, and then um, this week I'm going to try an interview style and and use that and check it out. And uh, so as I start use it, I'll give you some more feedback, but yeah, I love how it's working so far. So it's pretty cool. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. All right. Thanks for being on my show. Great chatting with you. I'm so glad we've met and uh, for everyone uh, go to the links and show notes, and then you can uh, connect with Deidre and check out cap show. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.